Okay, and we're back. It looks like we're actually recording uh, correctly this time, Chris. Are we? Okay, so <clears throat> this is our number 10 episode, and number 10. I, actually, I, hey. thought, I thought all our bad technical difficulties were behind us, um, but Apparently. this is the second time. We're doing the whole podcast over. Yeah, I know, and I actually went all the way home and got out to edit and uh, realized that somehow it only picked up from my computer, not our wonderful microphones and headphones. And So, and essentially, Johnny, we're recording all in one city in this episode. Well, yeah. first of all, hold it. This is Best Friend of Me, and I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny Castana. And Chris, let me tell you, happy 10 anniversary. It being so close to uh, Valentine's Day and all. What, what is it in marriage? What do you get for 10? What is it? Is that a, is that a diamond? Do you upgrade the ring? Oh, diamond! No, come on. Should it I up, should I upgrade your best frenemy's ring? Shit, dude! I just want we can um, you know we can go to a jeweler. I actually I would be happy if you just took the lion's share of the blame for um, not recording properly because you came over. I wasn't gonna blame, and you're like, all right, Chris, um, I'm taking fifty percent of the blame, and I'm like, well, dude. That means I'm shouldering 50% of the blame. Yeah, that's how it works. That's what 50% <laughs> means. That means that means I'm That was I'm bullshit. I'm responsible so you... for half. And, no. And, no. And, and by the way, Chris's wife is out of town, so I'm going to apologize for cutting into your masturbation time right now by having to come back and re-record. You should have seen candles everywhere by the way when I came back over here. I was just mad porn on every TV. Dude, you left. <laughs> I'm freaking beating my dick like it owed me money. <laughs> hey, so for 10, I was thinking that we make Best Friend of Me's t-shirts to give away to uh, some of our listening audience. What do you think about that? I actually think that's a fantastic idea. And we will, we will, we will make it of our logo, the, the little people. All right, so... Do you call them little people? What is it? Is it dwarf? Um, I like to be called vertically challenged, Chris. Well, because I know you're not supposed to say midget. So no, but it's little people, right? I I think so. I mean, so what height are you, a little person? Because you and I are we're pushing. I'm. We're I'd be pushing. lucky to be five four in a good day. <laughs> is that how tall you? Are? I don't know. I don't. I and I and I slouch. I'm uh, I'm a little guy that slouches too. So yeah, I slouch. My too. wife is always like, "Can you please stand up straight? You're already short enough." And I mean, thank God my wife has mild scoliosis, or she'd be <laughs> taller than me. All right. So, um, well, let's just start this podcast. Our number ten episode. Ten to win, motherfuckers. So, Donnie Darko, um, play us in for the top five intro. Hey, what's up, nerds? And now. Back by popular demand, it's time for the top five list. Thank you, Donnie Darko. Okay, so this uh, next top five that we're doing uh, came. The idea came from my friend at Pepsi, Caesar. He suggested, "Why don't we do top five war movies?" And I thought that was a great idea. It was a great idea. Oh, let me get my phone out for my picks. Chris, so, I'm sure your picks will not disappoint, like always. <laughs> I stand by my picks. Do you, do you have a animated uh, any animated movies this time? No, fuck you. But I did the I hey I really consider putting Kung Fu Panda because they were at war. 
Just as a fuck you to all our listeners, but whatever. Okay, I want to hear your number five. Okay, coming in number five, I have The Great Escape. I love The Great Escape. Dude, Steve McQueen, fucking badass motorcycle fence jump. Dude, that was a badass. Dude, he's like the quintessential motorcycle guy, in my opinion. Quintessential cool. No, for sure. And uh, Charles Bronson's in the film. Yeah, a lot of dudes with mad steez. Um, Good pick. I, I I can't shoot any holes in that. And it's a war movie pick. So. All right. My number five is the 1992 classic, Last of the Mohicans. I love Last Mohicans. So Daniel Day-Lewis is um, renowned for his method acting. So he gets into character and he's in character the entire time they're shooting. So like when he was in Lincoln, he was Abraham Lincoln. For the entire time they're shooting. So I was actually curious what he did for Last of the Mohicans. And I found out that six months before filming started, he lived in the forest in North Carolina and was hunting and fishing and skinning animals. Um, that man is dedicated to his art. Do you ever notice there's always someone at work that you're like, that, that does way too much? That cares way too much about their job. I bet you Daniel Day-Lewis just pisses off other actors that are just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Because if we were acting, you and I would be the actors that were phoning shit in going, dude, Daniel, come on, calm down. You're no, making me look bad. I would be all, line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> for sure. But you know what? Good, good for Daniel. You're, you're a fucking amazing actor. Whatever. Because you put forth the extra <laughs> effort, loser. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, am I going to get paid to go live in the wild? For... <laughs> Does this count? Does my salary start on living in the wild or when we shoot? Okay. Um, coming in at number four for me is a movie that not even Charlie Sheen could ruin. And that's Platoon. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hot Shots. <laughs> <laughs> Part two. <laughs> Platoon was the first movie that I saw, so I was a teenager, that really freaked me out to the prospect of going to war. Yeah, they were. that was like the first one I remember where they, they, were, not, they were not happy to be there. They were all scared. They were young. Um, they did know how to party. So, and that leads me to my next thing about Platoon is that when I was in high school, my group of friends would say the line, when we get back to the high school, or high school. To the hospital. Hospital. When we get back to the hospital, we're going to get ha ha. Yes, sir. And they actually had a scene where did you, where they did the shotgun of the weed through oh, yeah. the barrel of yeah. the rifle. Yeah. That was fucking tight. It is a good film. <laughs> That's a good film. And great soundtrack, too. Had some Smokey Robinson in there. Had some Stones. Good stuff, dude. So my number four pick, the 1979 classic Apocalypse Now. Oh, why don't you go for the obvious? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're just picking winners. There's the quintessential. So I actually had this too, truth be told, but we always want every the listeners to hear 10 of whatever the top five we're doing, so we don't ever have what? the same one. What? You're saying we compare before? <laughs> That's cheating. Uh, I did not know this, but um, George Lucas was supposed to direct this film, but it got caught up in development hell, so he went off and directed this small little film called Star Wars oh, instead. That, that indie space movie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it. 
Dude, um, thank God he didn't direct Apocalypse Now, because now he'd be going back and putting daisies in everyone's hand instead of rifles, like yeah. a little bitch, <laughs> and making more toys. Oh, dude, but think about the Apocalypse Now toys. You could have had, like, you know, the Charlie Don't Surf toy. Ooh, now I want Apocalypse Now toys, Chris. I know you do. The helmet? They could oh. sell helmets? Oh, dude. The helicopter with blazing the music? Because it's dun, all dun, about dun, toys dun, for you. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... Dude, that, that movie's rad. That's a good film. And and uh, speaking of that movie, the, uh, the counterpiece to that uh hearts of darkness the documentary that his wife shot yes the making of it is amazing you guys should look that one up so that film there's a scene in there that still haunts me to this day um and it's when they were slaughtering the pigs and it was like they were torturing the pigs there was like a knife in there and they were like like wiggling it around to make the pig squeal that I don't know. That's just a different time because that would never, <laughs> dude. That would never go down. And for me, the, the the scene that's hardest to watch in that Hearts of Darkness is uh, they knew Charlie Sheen was literally having a heart attack, and they just kept on film. film. Keep well, rolling. Keep rolling. He's he's doing <laughs> he's doing a Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about committing. Yeah. Okay, so coming in at number three for me, I have Saving Private Ryan. So I think there are two kinds of people in this world. There are people that feel that Saving Private Ryan was robbed of the best picture uh, Oscar and losing out to Shakespeare in Love. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, So I am the other person that feels Shakespeare in Love completely deserved to win best picture. That was I was in awe of that film. Oh, really? The writer believes that the movie about a writer. Our, our, yeah, our <laughs> famous literary. It was amazing. So, you know what? Of yeah. my picks, this this top five segment, I feel that I'm going to get shit. Did you forget that Gwyneth Paltrow was in it with, it with an English accent? You know what? And that was probably the one film that I could tolerate her in. You know? I mean, it seems like there's a lot of hate toward Gwyneth Paltrow, which I don't totally understand, but... I liked her in Seven. <laughs> Her head. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, she was good in Seven. She's um, all right. She played kind of an uptight bitch. But so Saving Private Ryan is good, but it was not best picture good. I'm so, going to throw a sticky bomb on your car. You know what? And watch you drive away. I stand by my pick. All right. My number three uh, wasn't, isn't a film. It was a miniseries on HBO. Nope. Doesn't count. No, nope, I'm reading <laughs> it. Uh Came out in 2010. It was the Pacific miniseries. Um, horrific film. I mean, it. I remember watching that and just, why would anyone volunteer to go to war? And the shit that those soldiers went through in the Pacific, it's just horrendous. And... Apparently, it was so realistic, their depictions of the battles that um, veterans that had fought in that campaign, the Pacific campaign, were actually like having like flashbacks. Because um, it was so real. So real. Yeah, it was just an amazing, amazing miniseries. 
All right. Did you uh, did you ever see Band of Brothers? I did not. I heard that's pretty amazing, too. I remember seeing bits and pieces of it. It's kind of the same Steven Spielberg yeah. kind of thing. Uh, okay, coming in number two for me is a, is a war movie that just happens to be in space, and it's Rogue One. Rogue One is... You and I were talking about this. I think it's our age too. I noticed the younger. I noticed the millennials didn't really care for Rogue One. Like we were really? just like, yeah. I, I I talked to younger people and they're like, oh, it was okay. I think they liked Force Awakens more than, than See, Rogue One. And I attribute Rogue One with raising my expectations so much with Star Wars films that it ruined The Last Jedi for me because it was so good. I walked out like, Star Wars is back. Like it was like Empire good. Yeah. And so I went into Last Jedi expecting that level and it just fell flat for me. You know, it's the the ragtag bunch of uh, people that they throw together to, you know, get the plans Dude, it was like a dirty dozen in space. Yeah. I mean, it was an amazing... It was insane. And it I, was an amazing war film. And I had zero expectations going into it. So did I. And then the yeah. way they tied in, literally, it, it ends seconds from New Hope starting. Like, basically just tying in your childhood and seeing the most badass version of Darth Vader just fucking shit up. Oh, dude, that scene with Darth when Vader he boards, at the end. Oh, dude, that was amazing. Amazing. Ama- and then the, how they... Uh, Superimposed Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher's face into it. Yeah, it was it, great. It was insane. Rogue One is a, yeah. It was a good pick. I it, was jealous of this pick. And then any Star Wars movie coming out after that year. You yeah. see But you know what? You know what uh Last Jedi did is I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best Star Wars movie, but it it's lowered my expectations again for, for solo. I have zero expectations. I will see it in the theater. I will see it within the, the first three days of it being released. Yeah. Well, you're right. I agree. Last Jedi ruined. Well, lowered my expectations. Okay. All right. So my number, my number two pick is the 1980 classic film, also in the Star Wars universe, Empire Strikes Back. What? What? <laughs> uh, Again, great. Not as good as Rogue One as far as war goes, because besides the Hoth scenes... Um, you know, not everyone's trained by Yoda for for war, Chris. But that's okay. I I can't. Empire's Are you shooting one, holes in my pick? Empire is one of my favorite stories of all time, so it, it's I'll accept it. No, no, they're fucking at war. The rebels are at war with the Empire. Okay. So could have just done my, all Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing about Empire Strikes Back, and I didn't know this, is that the most famous line has been butchered. Over the years, where everyone thinks Darth Vader said, Luke, I am your father. But in fact, he says, I am your father. No, you fucked it up, dude. No, I am your father. Oh, no, I am your father. See, look at you even totally fucked it up. I was totally setting it up for you, dude. I didn't expect you to point at me and have me have to start acting. (laughs) Call me off guard, Chris. All right, I'm sorry. I mean, this is the second time we did this podcast. I know you would think that we'd be more professional. All right. What's your number one? Number one? Dude, I, I'm surprised you didn't pick this because it's about a writer and it's Full Metal Jacket. 
Not a huge fan of Full Metal Jacket. You are fucking out of your mind, Not Chris. Not a huge fan, dude. Dude, the training in the beginning, the him going to bank. Me fucking. Me so love you a long time. Yeah, dude. The movie's awesome. Dude, when the guy steals his camera and he's like, oh, the guy does all the karate moves on him and he just screams. I, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, I, it's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. I no it. movie's perfect. You can say nearly perfect. It's a nearly perfect movie. I, well, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> not a huge fan. But whatever. I respect your choice. Okay, I what? understand why you picked it as number one. All right. Well, my number one, which Iron is. Giant. Fuck you. <laughs> Which is a nearly perfect film, the 1984 classic, Red Dawn. Red Wolverines. Dude, how real did Red Dawn seem when it came out? When so we were little it kids? was the first PG-13 movie I saw, and I remember watching that, going, "Oh my god, this could totally happen! <laughs> like this could happen." I was 11 years old when it came out, and hey, I was convinced they were going to invade. In Utah, where you're like, we should slough school today and like go and practice oh combat. Oh my heck, yes. Let's go <laughs> kill a deer. We should go down to Spanish Fark and figure <laughs> out if we can like make a hiding place. Let's find the book in the library. <laughs> uh, so that was that was some Utah slang for all you people out there. Yeah. Uh I love Red Dawn. The remake sucked. Horrible. Yeah, sucked. The original. But then the best line from the original. Is when the boys go see their father at the the camp who's being held captive, and as they're walking away, he's like, "Boys, avenge me! <laughs> avenge me!" <laughs> if that ever happens to me, I'm gonna say that to my You're son. You're gonna say Jackson. Yeah, avenge me! <laughs> they're like, uh, "Dad, that's a parking ticket." That you just Hey, Chris, good picks this time. I'm very proud of you. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the blowback about Shakespeare in Love. So, you know, yeah, come knew, at me, bro. Who knew Chris was such a big Quinnith Paltrow fan? <laughs> but, all right. Okay, so every once in a while, doing jujitsu is more than just having fun and being healthy and learning to choke out your friends. Sometimes there's connections, and we had a connection with Wendell Wong, who works for the NAM show. NAM is uh, the National Association of Music Merchants. And it's a show I've been aware of for a couple years now, and it's... they. You know, Gibson and all the big music brands come out and they have booths, kind of like your, you know, your ASR trade show or your, you know, comic book conventions. It's, it's, but it's for music and, uh, always wanted to go, didn't know anyone. And finally ended up having a friend that was able to hook us up and we, we were able to take Donnie Darko with us. So I've been to countless comic book conventions. Really? I know. It's true. <laughs> And so when I went to this convention, um, I was a little disappointed that the only cosplayer I saw was an aging rocker with uh, snake skin cowboy boots and purple hair. That was it. Chris, that, <laughs> that wasn't a cosplay guy. That was unfortunate. That was like a guy that's probably lived on the Sunset Strip for like 20 years. And he's almost maybe he had a, like a, one of his bandmates made it, but he didn't. 
but he's about to make it. You know, he's switching to country. It's kind of an easier way in. <laughs> well, <clears throat> okay. Well, I thought he was a cosplayer. No, uh, it's Stompin' Joan. So then the other thing that I picked up from this um, convention, the difference between this convention and a comic book convention, is that at no point during NAM did I walk through an invisible cloud of uh, B.O., Oh, that's the worst, dude. Yeah. Where you're like, I smell what's in between the folds of the fat right there. Dude, it, yeah, hygiene, I don't know, with comic but I mean, they're my peeps and all, but um, hygiene kind of takes a, a backseat to, like, you know, getting that Superman 87 issue in mint condition. I'm just saying. Yeah. But then the other takeaway from this convention is I would like to point out, so this was the weekend before the Super Bowl. And Johnny oh. successfully picked the Super Bowl winner. And we have this documented yeah. on our best frenemies Instagram. Go back and check it out. Uh, tell them what you did, Johnny. I, um, I am posing as we proclaim that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl with a Philadelphia Eagles acoustic guitar. Yeah. And, oh, and you I, was, I was writing uh, there. I was writing a Super Bowl celebration song. For that, that I submitted, but it got turned down for some reason. So, Johnny, um, can you name one player on the Eagles? I cannot. Oh wait, I can only because, <laughs> only because uh, you're in the room, okay. and they actually have a Philadelphia Eagle named Chris Long. That is true. He's not Chris Elong though. No, he's not Chris Elong. But that should be your fucking team if they had a Johnny Castana. <laughs> <laughs> on uh on the on you know minnesota vikings i would be a vikings You're fan totally, i'm a vikings fan i would get all the gear with yeah. it dude like you you're right well i was rooting so i'm a notorious jinx and i have people who will actually call me up and say who are you rooting for and they will bet on the other the team opposite so this year i actually put a bet two of them on the patriots so, <laughs> so, the, so the Eagles would win. Yes, thank you're welcome. You're I mean, welcome, Philadelphia. And did it? Did it came down to the last play of the game? I mean, it was. It was oh yeah, no, it was a it was a good game. So, it, hey, the Nam convention. Let's talk about it. Uh, so the other thing, I decided um, if I ever have disposable income and I can just, I have funny money. There was a shipping container. Oh, my God. That they made into this vendor. I don't even know who the vendor was. They made it into a a recording. Japanese vendor. Studio. And we walked in. So we were in the convention. We walked into this. Shipping container. Shut the door. And it was completely. Soundproof. Uh, It had Pergo hardwood floors. It had built-in air conditioning, which was silent. Oh, dude, it was so Total quiet. soundboarded you would see in a, in a normal studio. It had the mothership soundboard. It was like, uh, Chris and I were like, if we can just figure out a way to be really rich, this could be our new studios for Best Frenemies. So one, immediately I thought of Best Frenemies studio. And then second, being a husband and a father, dude, total silence like that? Ultimate man cave? Are you shitting me? I I'll be in a no- studio. Like, and the door was so heavy and locked that it was like, no one's coming in. Yeah, no, the, the thing was baller, dude. 
Yeah. And we, we took some pictures. And uh, Did you even see how much that cost? I didn't even no. see. I didn't even want to ask. They gave me a pamphlet. Yeah, I, I felt embarrassed at one point because like, we were in there for like 15 minutes and I just looked at you like, we should really go and like let them no. get, get to work. It was like <laughs> sitting in uh, like the driver's seat of a Lamborghini. Like, no, just let me sit here for a little <laughs> while longer. It was, they were very nice. It was very cool. Also, um, you know, so the NAM, NAM show, the cool part is it is like the world's biggest guitar center. Like one hall, just drums. Another hall, all wood instruments. Another hall, all guitars, and uh, they let you pick pick up and play. Like Donovan was going ape shit on the drums for like fifteen minutes. So Donovan, so when we were talking to Wendell, he's eight, by the way. We were, yeah, it was probably like fifteen minutes, fifteen twenty minutes. Donovan was hammering like those an, drums, like Animal on the Muppet Show. But you know the thing is though. I mean, he, you told me, I mean, he's never had, he doesn't own a drum set. He's never had lessons. Dude, he was good. Yeah, he... He was keeping a beat and just, I mean, for me, with the drums, you'll do, and it's like, all right, I'm done. Dude, he just kept going. Yeah, no, he has an unusually good sense of rhythm, and I am horrible at rhythm, so I don't know where he gets it from. Uh He's good on piano. He's good on guitar. We have we have like really nice uh, keyboard and some guitars and some ukuleles. And that might be house. the only environment where an eight year old can be pounding on the drums and someone's not like shut the fuck up. Yeah, the guy because I have it on video and the guy that's like oh totally he was fine. He, Dude, was, he was like reading the newspaper. Didn't it, could care less. Yeah, no, it was that was pretty cool. Okay, let me tell you too. Um, so there's all these there's all these rows of instruments and stuff. And, and as you get down in the like, obviously it's all the fucking nerds like in the saxophone section, this and that. Whoa! Then, I played saxophone oh, in middle school, asshole. Oh, sorry. sorry, dude. <laughs> can you play the Can you play the George Michael song, Careless Whisper, on saxophone? <laughs> Be a whole lot cooler if you could. Can I? Yes, I can. <laughs> I can sing it too. <laughs> Okay, so as we got into the the more like the orange, the orange, uh, the orange speakers company and stuff like the badass guitars and stuff, you start seeing the more showman lead guitarist in each booth, and that's where we ran into some of the uh, some of the groupies, or as we like to call them, the band aids uh, that were hanging out. Like they're thinking their boyfriend's gonna finally make it and can maybe pitch in for rent. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh you haven't paid this month's water bill <laughs> uh yeah no that <laughs> can you please not eat my roommate's peanut butter <laughs> why does that work uh yeah it uh there were there were a couple there were a couple band-aids that um drew one's attention i even think your son was looking Dude, it was cool to see. It was cool to see Wendell at the show in his um, business casual. Business cash, because so, we only get to see him in a gi. So, like, anytime we run into someone, I don't recognize you outside of your rash guard. It's it's the same feeling I used to get when I'd see like my grade school teacher at the grocery store. I'd be like, "Wait, what is she doing out of the classroom? <laughs> it's so weird." Uh, I actually, you know, I had a good time. Um, what about as, the bar bars? Chris and I's favorite nude. 
Japanese trio band of these little girls that were shredding on the guitar when we walked by. And just randomly in an aisle with like... Not even like a pimped out booth or anything. No. They were just sitting there, just freaking. It's like a six, an eight, sixteen by sixteen little booth. So, um, what's? Do you have the music to play them out? I I think I do, and we are we are gonna. Um, I will find it and be sure to put it on right now. If not, you can curse me for even bringing it up. Okay, here it is. The bar bars. Well, I, hey, if you can't find the bar bars, put in "Careless Whisper" by uh, George Michael. You got it, bud. Okay, on this next segment, we are um, talking about the show on Showtime, The Shy, which I love. I think it reminds me a lot of The Wire and The Shield. Um, It's gritty. It's like a rated R version of Atlanta. It's fucking dope. You know what's funny is all three shows that you just mentioned, I have not seen any of them. Chris doesn't watch a lot of urban shows, apparently. Um, I'm a little too busy catching up on Glee. But did you recognize <laughs> one of the guys, the older guy, the yes. older black guy on the show was? Was uh, Easy e from Straight Outta Compton, and I believe his name is Jason Mitchell, right? I will have to look that up. Look that up right now, dude. It, what- I believe it is Jason Mitchell, though. He is a great actor, dude. That guy is going places. Well, the thing is, when I was watching it, so I watched, this was Johnny's idea. Jason Mitchell. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Johnny told me to watch it. He wanted to uh, discuss it on the podcast. So I watched three episodes, um, and I'm going to be totally honest. I probably won't watch the fourth. Uh, it felt a little like a gritty, urban, like, Beverly Hills 90210 like I don't know soap where opera. He's getting that. Dude, I the characters like there's so many fucking characters and it feels like that they're not fully developed and I I just I don't know, dude. No, 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 no. See what you just like the wire what they're doing is they're introducing you the character and then they give you they just give you a little bit more if Keller de- character development each episode dude i know and i'm down for the slow burn i mean because that's the beauty of a series yeah and but i man in three episodes i'm just not feeling it dude well i i think you're wrong and we can we can disagree on this but you know who would back me up on this well nick the tooth nick the tooth yeah because you guys are all meh that's all you ever (laughs) are is meh 
Coach Jeff and I get super excited, and we just get to walk through life being excited about each movie that comes out, each TV show, each music. You guys haven't even listened to anything past 1989 in the music category. So. That's not true. 1992. Okay, 92. So, you know what? But the th- you know what's funny is that when I was watching these episodes, the whole time I was like, you're like my son. Like, we'll go to the shittiest movie and I'll be like, hey, what'd you think? Oh, it was good. Like, he likes everything he sees. Like, if he takes the time to watch it, he likes it. And that's you. <laughs> Not for TV shows. For movies, don't ever take my opinion on movies. I'm so excited to go to any movie. It's in the dark. I don't have to talk to anyone. I get popcorn. I get red vines. It's Slurpee. <laughs> Like, and you're going to ask me if I had a good time or not. I'm going to always say, yes, I had a great time. You, I just like to eat popcorn in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying you guys seriously check out, check out, check out the, the shy. It's, and, and I would like awesome. some of our viewers. Wait, Chris, have you even seen the wire? No, I just said, I haven't seen the wire, the shield. And what was the third one you said? Um, uh, uh, Atlanta. Yes, I haven't none. Atlanta's awesome too. I haven't seen any of that, and I've gotten a lot of shit uh, about not watching The Wire. And you still haven't seen um, Super Troopers yet either, have you? No. The wife I, is gone. The, your your son is gone right now, and yet you still haven't watched Super Troopers. Well, I'm kind of doing this. Can you just watch it tonight, please? I'm kind of doing this porn marathon. I'm up to like <laughs> four of uh, Between <laughs> the Cheeks, <laughs> dude. You're going to have to go out and buy Gatorades at some point, dude. Electrolytes, Chris. Hydrate, Chris. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of, I think I'm getting carpal tunnel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, when you take a break, please, tonight, watch. Can you just make a commitment to watch Super Troopers? Tonight? I'm not going to make that commitment. God damn it. Lou Dog's going to be very... Lou Dog Photog is going to be very disappointed. Dude, he's so pissed. Like, And I don't think I like any movie that he, he likes. He gets really pissed at <sighs> me. All right. Well... I think you guys should check it out. Uh, you know, at least check it out to tell me you don't like it or to tell Chris that he's... Full of shit. Full of shit. All right. Come at me, bros. The the Shy on Showtime. Fucking awesome. Me. Okay, well, this next segment is, uh, well, Chris has, he's a really big impulse shopper on Amazon. I would love to say right now that you're lying, but no, it's totally true. (laughs) It's totally true. There's been a lot of times where I'm like, hey, have you ever read this comic book? He's like, nope, but I just bought it on Amazon 45 seconds later. (laughs) Oh, dude, the one you tagged me on Facebook for the... What is that thing called? That little like weird instrument. Yeah, thing. it was like, a weird instrument from Japan. He's like, check out this guy. And I was like, just ordered one. <laughs> so, you know what, Johnny, people are always saying like, wow, how long have you known each other? And we're like, uh, like two years, three years. I guess it's three years. Yeah. And they're like, wow, you act like you've known each other forever. But be that as it may, I felt like, hey, we should probably get to know each other a little bit better yeah, so because all i know is how uh, different ways that i'm trying to kill you every every day on the mat yeah well 
you know, in those ways stopped working probably about a year ago. <laughs> now it's just a flex off. Yeah. Uh, so I went on Amazon and um, I found a Christian dating game, which came with like, I mean, it's about a hundred cards with questions on them. And I don't even know what kind of rabbit hole you fell down to even find this. I know too. actually. And I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where, how I did that, but they, with it, they send two packets of chamomile tea, which I have because oh. it's um, caffeine free. And let's mm. be honest, it's, it's calming. Oh, yeah. Hold on. It's me... delicious. Because you know, when Chris, Christians I, are getting to know each other, I, I feel more relaxed right now. They should be relaxed. You mind if I take my shirt off? <laughs> uh, chamomile tea will keep you calm and like your, your loins should not be tingly. You know, right. just um, relax, it, dude. It, relax and let the Holy Spirit come in. So anyway, we are going to get started with these questions. We Wait, have a, it came with something else too. Oh yeah. I have <laughs> two peppermint candies. So, you know, I mean, if you do kiss, you your want your fresh your breath, fresh breath. Um, but I'm pretty confident that they did not want this to lead to Levi loving. Yeah. You know, which is the the grinding. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. As long as your Levi's are on. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into some of these questions. And, you know, Chris, it being closer to Valentine's Day and all, I'm ready to take our best frenemy relationship to the next level. You know what? I'm glad you said that. And so, I have good news for you. What, what's that? I, I have sex on the first date, Chris. <laughs> That's Hey, hey, WWJ. What a oh, do you know what? what I would totally Jesus do? yeah, you know <laughs> I totally screwed that up. It's okay. Uh, I was gonna go. What would Johnny Costana do? But that would be <laughs> WWJC. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna ask the first question. Um, Johnny, are yeah. you good at keeping secrets? Horrible. Next question. <laughs> hey, um, remember you need to get into your Christian oh, mojo I'm right sorry. now. I'm sorry. Well, I was just being honest. All right. All right. All right. Keep in mind. Christian dating. Okay. All right. Okay. My next question. What do you do when someone rides your bumper? Okay. First of all, <laughs> I just want to tell you right now, no one's ever ridden my bumper. <laughs> I don't know what kind of Christian dating game you're playing here right now, Chris. Uh, yeah. But you're may- barking up the wrong tree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that would also, you know what? I'll answer that question. That that would depend if my wife and kids were in the car or if it was just me, because those are two different people that drive. Oh, yeah. No. and the dude, you, you got to see some of that. I got to see that <laughs> leaving the NAM convention that you were road raging. Just, and the thing is, I told you, I was like, dude, Johnny, calm down, dude. And you got pissed at okay, me. Okay, Chris, let me just clarify. It was a red truck that had a Pantera sticker. On its, on its car, and it would not make a right turn, even when it had ample time to make a right turn. And I clearly rolled down my window and yelled, Dimebag Daryl would have made a fucking right turn by now. And I can attest that he really did do that. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me to calm down like four times, and I'm like, it is hard to let it go. But with my wife and kids, I would just be like, oh, I'll just get over and let this person pass. Go, so. Well, I'm glad we have the relationship where you feel you can be a total dick. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, Chris, I got one for you. All right. Would you rather have a steady and calm marriage 
or one that was exciting but full of rocky times? That's a really good question, but I'm going to change it. I'm going to say the steady marriage and uh, stormy because that's just kind of like, you know, it's like the Stockholm syndrome, you know, like it's like my wife has, I'm like Patty Hearst at this point. Like she's kidnapped me and now I'm completely beholden to her flights of fancy. Yeah. Um, So yeah, no, that's my answer. I stand by my answer. Stand by my pick. You know what they say? Crazy in the head, crazy in bed. <laughs> Are you saying that about you? <laughs> That's right. All okay. right. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, yeah. I'm getting excited with all these questions now. My next Christian dating game question for you Do you have something that you constantly worry about? I constantly. That's a great question, by the way. <laughs> I constantly worry about um, after I got sober. If I really did, in fact, throw away all of my cocaine stashes that I put around the house. And here's the kicker, Chris. I lived by myself, yet I still was constantly stashing my stuff. See, I don't have to worry about that because my wife um, was like a drug-sniffing dog. And she found all my shit. But she drove me to a different level, to like James Bond level. Because the the, uh, Electra or the... um, Magnetic key holders. The Heide keys? Yes. Yes. I got like 10 of them, put my shit in there, and put them to the bottom of my truck. See, I would be afraid that I would hit a bump and my drugs would fall off. But I tested that. (laughs) I tested that to make sure. So you hit get a rubber mallet and hit your... (laughs) I drove all the way to Utah, 800 miles with shit stashed, just so I would have my my stash in Utah. I wouldn't wouldn't even put real drugs. I would put like pebbles because I wouldn't want (laughs) to... Take the chance of losing my trucks. Dude, you want to know my best stash I ever did? I uh, emptied out a mag light and put cocaine in, and then the batteries back in the mag light and drove to Las Vegas once. Dude, that's fantastic. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Good thing I'm using my powers for good now. Okay. So, next question. In the last five years... How have you changed for the better or for the worse? Uh, I don't masturbate in public anymore. That's, that's for the better. So for the worse, I don't masturbate in public anymore. That's a great answer. Thank you. That's great. All right, moving on to you. Oh, this is a good one. Christian dating game question. If your house were on fire and you could only pick three items before you leave, what would they be? Okay, hang on. Can I have a sip of my chamomile tea real quick? Yeah. I don't want you to get it all like worked up. Calm down. <sighs> okay. I, yeah, I feel way more relaxed now to answer all this right. question. Number one would be my vinyl collection of Guns N' Roses LPs, okay. including the bootlegs. My appetite for collection. I've spoke about it before. Um, number two, I would probably uh, pick my ukulele, my electric ukulele. That I'm very proud of. And number three, my lifelong buddy, my 12-inch uh, Boba Fett action figure. See, and that's strange because I actually would have thought that you would have said um, Nikki, Donovan, and Desi. But you know. My wedding albums. My, 
But I thought that that I thought that you and I are on a Christian date oh, right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Can't talk about the family when I'm on the Christian date. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Hit me with a question. <laughs> what do you consider your biggest disappointment? Oh, that's easy. I haven't tapped you. Yeah, that's a great one. I hope I hope you stay disappointed for the rest of your life. Oh no, it's coming. You're you're bigger and stronger too, so that's the that's the funniest part. But you've also been trained two years longer. Yes, than me. yes. Shut up. All right, your question: If someone gave you a hundred thousand dollars to give your friends a party, what kind of party would you throw? First of all, the party that I would throw would be a fucking kick-ass party, and we would start with. Um, 80,000 worth of cocaine, 10,000 worth of Merlot. And then the next 10,000, um, I would probably get like some kind of uh, polka band or, um, your really bad wedding singer type band to play this party. You know what? You lost me at Merlot. Dude. You lost me at Merlot. You, you need to be more Merlot about this whole answering question. You know what? You know what, Chris? You were going to get a second date up to that point. Taking away my Merlot, fuck yourself. See, that's a party that I want to be invited to, but I'm not showing up. Yeah, because I I don't like a lot of people, but yet I really want to I really want to get invited to their parties, so I could not go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, here's your last question. How do you handle it when someone doesn't agree with you? I start a podcast with them. Best friend of me, motherfuckers. Mike, drop. Sister Christian. Time has come And you know that you're the only one to say Okay Where you go and what you looking for Okay, now it's time for February recommendations. All right, you going first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Mine's a... Uh... Once again, it's a, it's a Netflix. You can get this on Netflix. Did you do anything? And actually, real quick, are you still using my Hulu account? I cannot confirm or deny that, Chris. That's bullshit. And I thought about changing my pass my password. I thought about that when I was entering your password the other night. I'm like, <laughs> wow, it hasn't changed it yet. Can you really trust me? So Netflix, is that your own account? Yeah, or it's mine. You- it's mine. Is that the only account that you own for stuff like that? Uh, well, I I may or may not own an IP Vanish address account to uh, when I go on the dark web, but that's neither here nor there, and I'm going to deny it. So, All right, Edward Snowden. Okay, so the my recommendation is A Futile and Stupid Gesture, and this is the movie uh, about uh, the creator of National Lampoon Magazine, and Doug Kinney, and he also wrote uh, he wrote Caddyshack and Animal House. I mean, those are two insanely good comedies. Okay, and, hold on. Full, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. I think Caddyshack's overrated. I think, <laughs> I think you have a lot to work on if you think that <laughs> Caddyshack's overrated. It's classic. Dude. And Will Forte actually plays the guy. Will Forte's hilarious in it. And just like those movies, how they have, you know, part of Caddyshack is catching the one-liners and the clever banter back and forth. And this movie about him, they do that. They do like a lot of quick one-liners. He's from Harvard, shows them like they had like their, I guess they're like 
little the national lampoon in harvard like took place in this like old like castle and they'd have like these crazy parties and they did like at the beginning it starts out doing a big celebration for their parody that they wrote on lord of the rings they had a book release party in the castle and it's, it's hilarious i actually so I, I almost watched that yesterday i'm planning on doing it yeah okay chris <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna watch it I'm going to watch it. Uh, it's really good. It's kind of sad, but it's really good. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I wouldn't even think. I mean, I saw the trailer. It looked amazing. But the guy's life is kind of sad. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, because he did his overrated film, Caddyshack? No. You'll you'll see. All you'll right. see and you'll be like, oh, damn. You're, you're right. All right. Uh, so my recommendation um, this month is a podcast called Pod Save America. And I kind of feel like it is like a, a support group. And it's... Wasn't Pod We Trust already taken? Actually, probably, yes. That's a good, that'd be a good one. We should have named ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> they... So the people involved um, were speechwriters in the Obama White House. So oh, no shit. It is very left-leaning. And... But they, I think they do a pretty good job on not only talking shit about, you know, Trump and, uh, you know, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, but they also talk about how Democrats are fucking up, you know, and it's a very candid podcast, but again, it is like a support group cause there's shit that's going on right now. And it's like, they address it, but the only problem is that, so I listen to it when I'm at the gym. Yes. I'm finding that I'm getting worked up. So I'm listening to it. And you're, it's like, you're a hardcore liberal, so. No, I am. I'm very, very left-leaning. We talked about this the other day that I hope that your son becomes a hardcore uh, Republican. Because then, then your family could be like the, the Keatons on. Uh... No, let me tell you a story. <laughs> I don't think I told you this. So we went to a used bookstore. It's all money or. <laughs> I went to a used bookstore and he got a Spider-Man. He wanted to get a Spider-Man comic, graphic novel. And he's like, hey, is there another comic here that you you think I'd like? And they had um, Mark Miller's uh, Kick-Ass, which is uber violent. Yeah. And my son doesn't really like violence, but I'm like, hey, dude, I mean, this is really violent, but it's a good comic. I think you'll like it. And so he's like, all right, I'll give it a try. So my wife told me this later. So she comes home that night and she's like, oh, hey, what'd you get? And he's like, oh, I got this Spider-Man comic. And then I got a comic called um, Kick A-Word. <laughs> And I'm like, That's so cute, dude. dude, he won't even say ass. He's, he's so much more mature than I am. Yeah. It is amazing. I'm like, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Chris, um, this is the second time we recorded this today. Uh, I feel like this one came out, uh, actually better. Um, you know what? The only thing that's missing from this one is when you actually sang the entire song, Careless Whisper. Right. And and you played the saxophone solo. We were, dude, we were very high on chamomile tea at the time. I know, dude. I was worked <laughs> up. I was feeling the spirit, dude. I was feeling the spirit. Uh, hey, and I would just like to do a little shout out to your wife, Nikki, for being really cool that we had to record this twice. And a shout out to your wife. For always letting us uh, in your guys' house. 
Well, you don't have to be nice right now because she's not here. She's in actually magic. She's at a trade show. So, you know, dude. Who Still you? awesome. <laughs> Still, you, you got it. We married up. Chris and I, if you ever see Chris and I with our wives. Oh, for sure. That is, that oh. is not uh, some super hot chicks hanging out with us. Those are actually our wives. Dude, <laughs> like, fucking, you know what? Gabe? Yeah. Saw Gabe at AOJ and yeah. Jamie was there. He came up and did like a double take of Jamie and then kind of did the elevator on me. Like, <laughs> dude, how did you get her? Dude, we, we have mind control. We did some we did some trickery to convince them that we're the ones. If trickery, you mean pulling the Bill Cosby on them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, well, let's take them out with some music. Um, this group I keep pushing on, on Chris, it's uh, The Sword. They're like badass, young, uh, Black Sabbath meets ZZ Top. They're from Texas. Fucking play kick-ass metal. They have a new album coming out called Used Future. It's coming out um, March 23rd is when they're saying. And they just released a single called Deadly Nightshade. (laughs) (laughs) And Deadly Nightshade. I have no idea what that means, but here you guys. Go check it out. Enjoy. 